Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. As we've been traveling through this week, a heart of compassion is what uh, I have kind of been landing on because I do believe that when you look at local outreach as kind of the theme for this week and the focus for this week, uh, that it does need to kind of sprout from compassion that we have. And so we've kind of looked at our own lives and we've given you a few illustrations because I think that's helpful. Uh, usually when you, someone speaks and you go, oh yeah, that was, you know, it was really impactful. You go away and someone says, well, what was, you know, what was said? We really sometimes don't remember, although it was impactful, right? However, I think hopefully you'll go away knowing that money equaled no, it doesn't mean equal happiness. You're the one that got it. Well, you might have been happy getting it, yes. It was an illustration of time and how we spend it, right? How about yesterday? We had a balloon that was popped in the middle because we wanted to get to the, the heart of the issue. All right? And today we've got another uh, illustration we're going to go through as well. Now, I understand that you, uh, many of you participated with a seminar that was really helpful for you on some keys and some uh, methods of helpful in interaction with uh, people uh, when you're sharing the gospel. I think that's great. And as we've been going through this week, yesterday you had some opportunity to kind of live that out, uh, whether it was in the community or whether it was downtown. Um, I'm just going to ask for, and you may not be used to this, but I'm going to ask for three people who would be willing to say, I want to just share something that God did in the midst of our actually doing. So you guys did something. You took initiative to show compassion, to interact with people. Is there three people who would share with me? You don't have to have your name John. This is the only John, non-John one. Shannon. Shannon, have you ever shared the gospel with someone like that? Excellent. That's encouraging. Anyone else? Or something you've learned or something that uh, has impacted you? I need two others. Isaiah. Excellent. And already two people you can be praying for that you've had an impact on with the gospel. One more. You don't have to be shy. Yeah, no, um, so yesterday during the door-to-door, -door, um, me and Demo stopped at one house, and um, she claimed to be Muslim, and that she was um, from you know, that area. And so she spoke Arabic, and Demo was from Egypt. Um, and it was amazing because he like asked her if she spoke Arabic, and then I just like sat there and watched God use Demo to speak to this woman for like like 40 minutes. They just like went back and forth about the gospel, and and it was just amazing to see like you know because Demo's from 
Egypt that has the, the ability to speak Arabic use that specifically in him to like tell the gospel to this woman and it was amazing and um, she is now hopefully so she asked if we would go back um, like next week sometime and continue to talk to her and continue to because she was curious she was very open and talkative and it was just super cool to uh, be a part of that I guess. Excellent. And it's interesting, eh? as we live out compassion, the things that God does and the way in which he uses that is, is truly amazing. And that's really the theme of this week. I could tell you a whole bunch of things and try to motivate you, but as you flesh it out, live it out, and God uses you, uh, that impact just goes beyond us, which is an amazing thing to think about. God, we just pray. We pray for these three that have shared and, and the people's lives in whom they're sharing about. And I'm sure there was many, many others who had the opportunity, maybe not real deep, but also just in the sense of loving on people, caring about people, showing the love of Christ through our lives to individuals and people. And so we pray, we lift those people up to you. We know that, uh, Lord Jesus, you can reach them where they're at. You can open their eyes, the eyes of their hearts to the truth of the gospel, because that ultimately is what we want to see as people come to Christ. And so we pray for these individuals and these people today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 103. We have spent a few days really focusing in on our own hearts, the heart of the community here of heritage. And uh, kind of today what I want to do is remind you and encourage you uh, that compassion actually comes from a source greater than ourselves, right? It's not really something we conjure up within ourselves and, and bring out of us. It, it comes from a source that is much bigger than ourselves. Psalm 103, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your mouth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As a man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembered, remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his commands and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in the heaven and 
His kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you His angels, you mighty ones who do His bidding, who obey His word. Praise the Lord, all His heavenly hosts, you His servants who do His will. Praise the Lord, all His works everywhere in His dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. We look at this last session this morning, focusing on compassion. I want to remind you that compassion comes from a source found ultimately in God's character and nature. It's who God is. And yes, there's a number of characteristics and the nature of God that we could look at, but one of those things is compassion. It's really who God is. And that really encourages us. If we looked at Psalm 86, 15, or as we looked at Psalm 103 or Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, we find that those are keys to, to God's character of compassion. The story of redemption in history really also has a thread of a story of compassion. If you think about it, right from the beginning, God's created man and woman disobeyed God. And that really was a cause for God to say, that's it, you're done. Death is there. But in God's compassion for them, it actually is seen right there from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. And so much so that he's through history said, you know, I'm going to, because of my compassion for these people, provide ultimately the redemptive person of Jesus Christ. And so through through the Old Testament, we sometimes think of God as, well, he's quite judgy. He he quite, you know, seems to work in this way. But if you think through the the process of the the compassion of God through through the history of the Old Testament, uh, you you find that it boils up there constantly. A rebellious people who really God should say, hey, you know what? Okay, I had chose you, but forget this, man. You guys just never seem to get it. And yet his compassion and mercy and love for them continues on and on and on. So much so that you see it right into Christ, right? Jesus is not only an example of compassion because a lot of people gravitate to that. You know, look at what Jesus did. And those, yes, are, are powerful things in our lives. We want to get to the heart of it, and that is that Jesus was really exemplifying to us the nature of God. Who God really is was shown to us in flesh as he lived out compassion right from the beginning. His birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. And where's Jesus now? Ascended, someone said. Doing what? Sitting at the right hand of God. Interceding. What is that? He is still showing compassion for us. It actually says he's pleading our case before the Father constantly. He is on our behalf with the Father, compassionately pleading our case. 
That is something that's encouraging to you and I. We, our Savior, the Savior of compassion, still is demonstrating that compassionate nature for us and on our behalf. That is truly amazing, which that should motivate us then to want to live lives of compassion. And really, compassion is something that just kind of, when added to our lives, will actually overflow into the lives of others. Right? It, it just, it will boil right through us, ignite within us something that just comes up from within us. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. Verse 35. And this isn't the only spot that you will find it if you do a search on the compassion that Jesus shows. Sometimes you have to look at love, the word love and how he demonstrates love because even in this passage, the word interpretation can be flipped and changed from love or mercy to compassion. Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The mission of Jesus was ultimately redemption right, to rescue us from our sins. But in the flesh, as God lived among people, it's an amazing thing to see that heart of compassion that Christ had and demonstrated. As he saw those crowds, he was moved, is the word. Uh, He was moved in his spirit of compassion for these people. He saw through the outside, right? And as you go door to door or went door to door and as you interact with people on the streets or, or neighbors or community people, whatever, wherever it might be, we need to have Jesus' heart of compassion that sees through that outside exterior. And that's what he saw and it moved him. Right? And that's the challenge today this morning is it, it has to move us. We have to let Christ move us with his compassion for other people because then it will overflow from us into the lives of others. And that's what happened here. Jesus, his compassion moved him to action. He saw that they were really helpless without a savior and they needed him. Ultimately, they needed him, the shepherd. They were sheep without a shepherd and ultimately the shepherd would lay down his life for the sheep seeing their needs so desperately, Christ would step in. And that encourages us because it encourages you and me to know that our shepherd of compassion had eyes of compassion for you, for me. Yeah, you heard the message and by faith you trusted Christ, but ultimately Christ's compassion compelled him to grab hold of your life, to draw you to himself. Because it's interesting, he also, from this, what's the next part that Matthew focuses on? 
Jesus had compassion. He was moved with compassion. He acted in compassion, but then turns to his disciples. And I think Shannon's mentioned this a few times, this verse. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And asked the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. He, he not only himself demonstrates and pours out that compassion on people, but then he turns it around and says, I'm going to use you to be those people of compassion. I have a mission of not only being just the only one here, I'm going to fill you, use you. I'm going to to empower you to impact others with the same compassion of Christ. The harvest is plentiful. There are beyond imagination the needs that are out there. Right? We could get lost in all of those needs. It's plentiful. He didn't say you need to do all of it. Pray the Lord of the harvest would raise up workers. Well, it begins first of all with saying, I'm the one, I'm one, I'm available, I'm ready to go. And I'm praying that somebody else will come along and somebody else and somebody else. The other thing that compassion does is it changes us. Right? The compassion of God ultimately seen fleshed out in Christ, changes us. We're not just meeting needs for the sake of meeting needs. We are are meeting needs because we are overwhelmed with the compassion of God in our lives that flows out of us, that's changed us. Right? The Bible says that really in coming to Christ, what happens? I've changed from death to life. And that's an example that Jesus even had in his lifetime. He sees the woman and her son's being carried and, and, and she, he's dead. And she, to him, to her, she is, he is all that she has. Like literally, maybe even financially, maybe even inheritance-wise, like everything she depended upon was her son. She's older and she, she probably didn't have means. And, and so she's very broken And the Bible says that Jesus saw this, saw the woman, and his compassion filled him for her. Like it just flowed out of him towards this situation. And it moved him to action. And he literally raised the boy from the dead. And the change that happens within us as we allow Jesus to do this work is an amazing thing. What is it? that you see around you that moves you to compassion. As you look around and see the needs, what is it that you go, God, I want that heart that just moves me to action and compassion for this situation and this circumstances. He was moved with compassion here. He was moved with compassion when... uh, his friends, you know, get a hold of him and say, you know what? Your friend Lazarus, he's sick, Jesus. You got to come. You got to come and be with him. And, and he kind of delays, but he's on his way and he gets another message. I don't worry. He's already gone. It's too late, Jesus. We asked you to come, but it's too late. And as he gets there, we know the story as he raises Lazarus from the dead, but 
intermixed in that story is the fact that Jesus cries with them. He is moved to compassion that he actually engages with that whole scenario of he's moved so deeply, he as well engages with them in their tears and their sorrow for this situation. And so I hope what moves you as you've interacted with people and you go, wow, that was something I saw God do, an amazing thing. Has it also moved you in your heart of compassion for those people? Now, where does it stem from? Again, remember this. We are not looking for some way in which we can tap into our heart of compassion that's in us. Christ has changed us if you're a follower of Jesus. He has given you a new heart, and that heart is a heart of compassion because it's His heart given to you. So we seek the Lord. We spend time with Jesus. We are singing songs that remind us of what Christ has done for us because He is our source of compassion. That's where we find it. That's where it overflows from Him in our lives to others. We're not just helping people for the sake of helping people. We're helping them because we're moved with compassion of Christ in our lives. And ultimately, our goal is that they would come to know Christ. Hey, you, you got to know what this thing is that's moving me with compassion. Otherwise, we're just providing a meal for somebody extending their time. Ultimately, their eternal destination is at hand. And is it moving you to show compassion for them so that the opportunity can arise for you to share Christ with them? Heavenly Father, we've had some opportunities to dig into your word and find how we're to walk and talk. We're to really invest our time wisely in every opportunity for you and for your glory. Lord, we are to get to the heart of it, the issue and that we have to deal with things in our own lives before you. We have to lay out in repentance things in our hearts and in our lives that become roadblocks to you just pouring out through us. Our flesh gets in the way and we want to live by the Spirit. And so I pray that you would, God, just bring to our minds and in our hearts those things that we just need to bring in confession, repentance, turn from, and turn to you as the Savior. We're reminded this morning, God, that you are a God that is by nature compassionate, merciful. Yes, you're a God of justice, but you delay sometimes that justice because of your compassion for us. Oh God, you just want us to know you deeper and deeper. You want us to know you in a real strong and and impactful way. You want all men to come to know you, all women to come to know you, all children to come to know you. You have a heart that so desires that in them. And so, Lord, we thank you for your heart of compassion. We thank you for the heart of compassion that was seen in Christ as he lived it out. He lived out the love and compassion of God that he exemplified it. And even on the cross, a great act of of sacrifice for us 
where the wrath of God was poured out on Christ. What an act of compassion because he was sinless. He was righteous, not deserving of that in any way, form, shape, or form. And yet, because of his love for us, he chose to sacrifice himself for us because he was the only one that could stand in our uh, in between. So thank you for that. And thank you that you call us to a heart of compassion. You call us to be workers in this field, in this harvest that's plentiful. And as many of these students have you know, even uh, come to realize as they've engaged with the community that there are opportunities that you bring out of these situations and circumstances as we're available and as we move and are overflowed and uh, as we allow you to fill us and to move us and to change us. So I just pray that that would continue throughout the rest of this week and the opportunities that still remain for this community to show the community around us your love and compassion. In Jesus' name, amen.